welcome to the Naked Celtic podcast. I'm Graeme Young, and today I'm joined by Gordon Parks and Kirsty Rote. And we'll also be speaking to Craig Swan in Austria. On the pod today, we'll be looking back at Celtic's first pre-season game to go off with well, a 1-0 victory in Austria. We'll also be looking at Celtic's striking options in the season ahead now that Austin Edwards under a uh, permanent contract signed long-term earlier this summer. And we'll be talking about Marvin Compere, who played last night and maybe is finally ready to make an impact for Celtic. How are you both doing today? Great. Good, thanks. Yourself, Graham? Yeah, very well. So tell the truth. No, no, we're very tell well. Tell the truth. No, tell the truth. It's absolutely boiling, eh? Oh, it's, a, it's a beautiful day. Frazzled. Get enjoy it and shortly. Okay. So Celtic are back underway for the season. 1-1-0 last night. Uh, what did you think of the game? Yeah, it's great to get off to a winning start. You know, it can set the tone for the rest of the season. Obviously, at such early days, it doesn't tell you too much because um, it's a Austrian second division side. But um, it's great to see some players emerging. Yeah, Johnny Hayes back, Lewis Morgan. Um, and it's just confidence building and getting to field some other players and um, Rogers can have a look at others. So I think at this stage, it's just a really good preparation exercise. Yeah, definitely. Lewis Morgan's a player you touched upon. There looks like an opportunity this season uh, out wide a couple of players like Charlie Massonda, Patrick Roberts, so, uh, going back down south. Do you think Morgan's a player that can make an impact this year? He's the one I'm really going to be watching. Um, I'm hoping that he's going to emerge in the kind of Paddy Roberts being and role. And uh, yeah, he's the one that I'm most excited about. Um, so he'll be the one that I'm looking at, yeah. Well, but you, Gordon, you're a man who spent a few pre-seasons in the game. It's not always easy to get back up and running. It's not. Kirsty's right. Um, the preparation of the game last night, it's all about fitness, bedding yourself in. It's all about um, getting the, you know, it's been a summer, someone like Johnny Hayes, I don't know how many months he's been missing, but needed games, needed to get back in quickly, needs to test his leg, gets his confidence back up. Kirsty's right. It's about people making an early claim, and I know it's... Uh, very early, but it matters, and I think getting games under your belt and winning games is always good. Excellent. I'll just take a wee pause or two seconds. Kirsty, can you come in a wee bit if that's okay? Yeah. Just, just get the mic if that's okay. And then, even from where you are, if you can just speak as loudly as you can. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, so, one player we're going to look at today is Marvin Compere. Now, this was obviously a player that seen much fanfare. Well, for a 30. 32-year-old, he was expected to come in and make an impact straight away at Celtic. It didn't happen, there was injuries and maybe a lack of form perhaps. In training he wasn't, maybe shown what he was capable of. Can he realistically become a regular Celtic defender this summer? I hope so and I hope that that game last night uh-huh. is indicative of the fact that he He played doing, well, didn't he? Yeah, he played well. He seems like attack-minded um, and is a bit of impetus, so that's... That's good, but it's a bizarre episode. I think uh-huh. a lot of Celtic fans are still scratching their head and wondering what's been going on and, and why he only played one game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was injury, we know what's going on, but uh, for Europe, uh, we definitely need a defender and if he's going to be the one, great. If not, I have to buy. I think for Europe's a key. Celtic need to recruit, they need to bolster. It is a bizarre episode because there's a guy with pedigree. He's played in the Bundesliga. He's yeah. uh, somebody who... Was maybe the leader to come in, that kind of authoritative figure, experience, somebody to guide and lead, but he hasn't done it. Uh, he's fallen short, whether it's ability, whether it's temperament, whether it's lack of being able to adapt to the Scottish game, whatever it was, there was a reason for it. But hopefully that's over now and he can go and play a role because he's earned a lot of money but doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Celtic need to know whether they need to go and fill that void or whether he's going to be able to step up and do that. That's a big question. Mm-hmm. So for a player like Compare, obviously minutes have been a problem. 
can he be expected to make an impact straight away these Champions League qualifiers? I know? Well, he should because ages and he's he's got a good age. He's not too old. He's still got a lot of legs there. He's he's played at the highest highest level. Celtic brought him in because he was a marquee signing. I mean, it was he's earning good money. He's been around long enough to know that. He's brought in to do a specific role. He hasn't done that yet. Huge disappointment, and he has to come come good. But I think Brendan Rodgers has to find out quickly whether he's the guy to prevent him from going and buying a top quality centre half. Because if he's not, he'll be gone, and somebody will have to come in. And I think you're you're right there, Gordon. You say it's almost even the way I kind of ask you the question. He's he's a player that's almost it's got kid gloves now. Do you know what I mean? People aren't sure what to expect from him, and. He's doing well by even playing a pre-season game. It's, got, it's too long. I mean, it's yeah, too long. It's, 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 these are these. I mean, I think Celtic fans gave him the benefit of the doubt early on because you can come and you can arrive at a new club, you can get injured, you can you take time to settle. But he's been here too long now. He has to deliver or get out. Yeah, and it sounds like he's going to be the guy from from Rogers' comments. It's sounding like he's not going to buy comments about um, uh-huh. Billy McNeil, and it sounded like I'll kind of like caution fans. I'm happy with the defenders that uh-huh. I've got. You know, you better get on board yeah. with it and stop calling for a defender all the time. Yeah. So he yeah. has to be the guy then, and he has to hit the ground. What I would say is, you don't play at the level that he has unless you've yeah. got a lot about you. It's got a real, it's a real CV, isn't it? It's like Fiorentina, uh, Leipzig, yeah. I think he looks the part. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's a lot more than looking the part. He's got to actually do, do it now because yeah. he's earning and he has to earn his earn his dough. Yeah, it's fair enough. I think it's a good point. One just quickly there talking about defence. I think you made a good point there, Kirsty, about someone like Mikko Lustig when you watch him at the World Cup. Sweden are very defensively minded, uh, that bank of four, uh, defensively they're very narrow at times and he looks maybe a different player for the one who's asked by Celtic to bomb on constantly. Have you noticed that the World Cup, maybe some that was to, maybe Celtic might be a bit more defensive yeah, in the Champions and, League, and they could reap benefits? Yeah, and um, yeah, and that's, that's Roger, sometimes he can be very stubborn and sticking to his planning and not mm-hmm. changing and um, not switching it up. Um, and even Gamboa, I feel like they're, they're both surprised me um, at how well that they have played so Gamboa looks like a player Celtic would be talking about buying if he didn't already exactly, play for the yeah. so they both have and um, our you know our star in our eyes Rogic um, and they've they've advanced for it so that's that's good it's, it's been impressive uh, to see and I hope it gives actually Rogers some food for thought I think you're right you know mm-hmm. to maybe yeah, I can switch switch things up excellent uh, the next point we're going to talk about here, uh, the striking situation. So obviously last season, Austin Edward impressed, but he wasn't a Celtic player, he was only on loan from PSG. Uh, Mr Dembele still at the club, and Lee Griffiths is back fit, hopefully for him he'll be able to play a lot more games than he has in recent seasons. If Celtic, every player was fit and they were playing a massive game tomorrow, uh, which of the three would start up front for you, Kirsty? Dembele. Yeah, I favour Dembele. I love his physicality. I love the the menace. I love this the look in his eyes. I love his strength. I love mm-hmm. uh, so much about him compared to Griffiths and Edouard's got just like a lot to prove. We need to like forget about the price tag and just give uh-huh. give him time. Um, it's going to be difficult, I think, for Griffiths. I think he is going to have an increasingly reduced role. Uh-huh. Whether he will stay beyond next season, who knows. Um, yeah, Dembele at some stage will be off, but he would be my favourite striker out of the out of the three. Yeah. Do you think Dembele will go this summer? I, I would take issue. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I think you're picturing a Dembele of months ago. I think his body language to the end of last year season, sorry, was of a player who really was looking for his exit now. His body language is coming off the park. He's, uh-huh. he's, he's listen, an awesome talent. 
I just don't think he's got the appetite that uh, Edward has, and I think it's a like for like. There's not a massive difference. I feel that's I think just a both... belly anyway. I think that is just his style. Quite he's like very, it. and Rogers alluded to it as well. That he's just very laid back, and yeah. I think a bit kind of like a... aloof and a bit cool. Yeah, there's maybe an argument that he took a bit of a step back last season. If you yeah. the 32 goals the first season, there was a lot of clever runs that he was making. Those in. He, Two parts of his first season at Celtic, he would go on these runs of twelve goals in eight games. Yeah. And he'd have great that disappeared last year. Parts the latter part of the season, my memory of the player is of his agent jumping up and down, celebrating goals, and the agent would always be pictured, you know, up uh-huh. in the box, delighted. And I think inevitably he's going to go. I think Edinburgh getting signed is a clear sign that he's going to, he's going to go. It's good business, and I think you'll get. A substantial fee for him. It will lay off the the money, set set off the money they've played for Edward. Griffiths has got a massive part to play. He's the most talented striker that Celtic have. The most instinctive player that they have. Mm-hmm. Edward's still young. Need to learn. Griffiths all around games, link up plays, movement is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, most of them. I, I listen. I agree with everything that you're saying, but I think it's a player of maybe months ago that you're looking at rather than the one that finished the season, knowing that he's leaving. I think he's always got that in him and I think he showed in the the, the very end stages when it that was like coming back and that menace in his eyes uh-huh. was coming back and when he's on it, you really feel as though this is a guy that can go out, yeah. get up in old firm games, score your hat check, you know, and almost make it look kind of easy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's still my favourite. And one thing's for sure, if we get a defender in and keep Dembele and have Edward, that's a really great season. But you wouldn't play both of them together, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, that's a fair point. Celtic in recent years have taken advantage of Champions League qualifiers, kept players for the big games and then moved them on to the end. Do you think that's a possibility for Dembele? Do you think that's Tried and tested, 100%. Listen, I don't see it playing out any other, any okay. other way, I think. They do it season after season. They leave it late. They can afford to do that because they've got a kind of uh, they've got a strength and depth. They've got a quality assembled now that will get them through the Champions League uh, infancy. And I think they have to recruit then, but they'll use the money. They'll, they'll bring in and they will sell, and it'll be frantic business towards the end. But that's the way they do it. If Martin and Neil can keep Parts and Sutton and Larson happy uh-huh. and juggle that, then I don't see why Rodgers can't juggle. Yeah, that's a good point, but obviously yeah. one thing with that, Sutton was obviously moved back quite a lot and yeah. to stay some things were The climate's completely changed. Celtic weren't a selling club then. They were recruiting. They were, they were top dog pedigree uh, operating at the top end of the market. Celtic are no longer like that. They're, they're still a team that balances the sheets and they, they know... The Edward investment is an investment that, that, that signals the departure of the others. But right. you don't want to move them on prematurely, and I don't think those guys want to for their career move on prematurely. And I feel as though the indications from Dumbelli is that he kind of gets that. And um, when they're young, I think you can keep them that season or two rather than there's no yeah. rush. Here's the difference. He goes and plays for, for French, France under 21s and tears it up. He scores free kicks, he sets a head on fire. He's getting judged there. He's not getting yeah. judged scoring goals against Motherwell. He's getting judged, and that's why they'll, they'll, they'll sell him now because he's a hot to trot, and there's clubs willing to pay for him uh-huh. because he's doing it for the French under 21 team. Just want to ask you one question, perhaps they talked about the belly there. Do you think, say, whenever he goes England, France, Will he? What level will Dembele reach in the game in your see, opinion? I, I don't love him the same way as Kirsty does. I see a lot of flaws in his game. Mm-hmm. I see a guy who's you, you have to listen. He's, he's still a work in progress. He, he plays at times as if he thinks he's better than he is. He is awesome, and he makes it look easy when his eyes are right. You're absolutely right. But I see too much of him walking off the game. Mm-hmm. I see too much of him. You know, as a languid kind of approach, he needs to have more fire in him. 
and I think um, he can be a bit clumsy at times. I think he has to sharpen up his all-round game. He's far from a French international striker, okay. and I think there's a few years to go before he gets there, but he's definitely got the potential to do it. That's a fair point. Just got to look across the city briefly. I know we're on the Celtic podcast, but sometimes you know what it's like in this city when Celtic Rangers come together. It's been a very busy summer for Stephen Gerrard. The Rangers, uh, seven signings so far. Umar Sadiq looks like he could be on the way as well. Celtic only made one in Odds and Edward. Uh, Scott Bean obviously signed at the end of last season. Uh, what do you think, in terms of that, do you think Celtic will feel any pressure to add more quickly, or do you think the contentness of winning double treble uh, can allow you to take your time with these big decisions? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a complete rebuild job. It's a new manager in. That's to be expected. Uh-huh. I think fans get a bit jittery. You know, you look across yeah. and you're always seeing like your oldest rival and they're like racking up the uh-huh. signing. So you get a little bit nervous and you want stuff in the summer. You want rumours and a few rumours. Celtic anything to be nervous about. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple of good signings in there. Um, for me, um, you know, uh, controversial or not Flanagan. Um, yeah. But I, I still think when you're a champion side, when you're a double treble winners, uh-huh. we don't have to do any surgery to our team. We are just enhancing in key areas and it's always going to be a kind of quiet transfer window for us, so you just have to accept that. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't been over enamoured by Rangers and Sidons. I don't think any of the players are proven players. I, don't, I think uh-huh. you've got a guy coming from Brighton that couldn't get a game there. You've got uh-huh. a guy coming from Croatia who was in Buttons who all, all of a sudden because he signed for Rangers, Rangers fans expect a good player. There's yep. no proof. Flanagan I've watched playing for Liverpool. Um, hasn't done well for me in games that I've watched him. Mm-hmm. Scott Arfield's a worker. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a box-to-box player. He's not going to win you games with clever touch. He's Is Arfield what Doran's should have been last season? Well, Doran sees, sees the game. He can pick a team apart. His okay. uh, work on, on the ball is great. Arfield's work off the ball is okay. great. But these are not game-changing players. I haven't seen any recruit that's come into Rangers that makes me sit up for Celtic fans. And it says it all the fact that you're actually saying Celtic fans would even accept a few rumours. It shows you how strong they are. Because whoever they bring in is blue chip. Yep. And that's the difference. Rangers are hoping they're going to throw things together and hope it, hope it sticks yep. and forms a shape. The squad they've got from last season, so so poor, so far away. I hope Steven Gerrard, for Rangers' sake, realises just how bad they are. Because if he thinks he's going to mould a team from that, he's wrong. Excellent. So we spoke to... Uh, Swanee was telling us the rain in Austria was biblical uh, and we spotted Moses it's the best news I've had today yeah, well, exactly yeah, it's not a bad one but we'll be able to enjoy it soon uh, so the rain's biblical in Austria and we spotted Moses at training the other night so Moses Odebajo uh, an ex-Hull City player or just his contract's come to the end obviously a player that some fans didn't know a lot about but he is genuinely highly regarded for a great season uh, year Hull get promoted to the Premier League in two years absolute a nightmare for him with a really serious knee injury is he a player that Celtic could potentially get excited about, do you think, Kirsty? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, personally, I don't know um, uh-huh. too much about him. Um, and, and the alarm bells ring with injuries. That's yeah. been the thing that's really stood out for me. I don't want a Borigta kind of situation. Um, so I'm a bit concerned with that. But I really mm-hmm. trust Ben Rogers. I trust mm-hmm. um, whoever he is interested in. Yeah. Staying in the biblical theme, he's like the patron saint of lost causes. He did, <laughs> he did say, he did say that he's prepared to take a chance at someone who's had a bad, a bad, bad luck, uh-huh. fallen off the kind of beaten path. Uh-huh. I'm like you, I don't know a lot about him, yeah. but any player that moves for the amount of money that he has, uh-huh. and anybody that's spoken as highly of by Brendan Rodgers, who knows, yep. has to be, has to be. I think it appeared to be in the cusp as well of a big move. Yeah. Uh, there was teams like Newcastle at the time looking, I think, for yeah. upwards of ten million. So it's obviously. 
It's a bit of a restoration project There's some ways, two ways it works. If you're out uh-huh. for that length of time, it either, it either does you in and you can't get back. Yep. Physically, you're just broken. Or mm-hmm. it can galvanise you and it can make you even more determined to rise mm-hmm. to a level that you've never done before. Yep. There's examples of that. Uh-huh. Uh, Craig Gordon's one of them. Yeah, you know, and I think So, why not assess, maybe give him a short-term deal, let's uh-huh. see if, uh, yep. if he's still got it. I think one of the interesting things about Odebadro is the fact He's he started out as a winger, uh, trains the right back, but he's experienced maybe playing a bit more of a three-five-two. Celtic are quite uh, flexible in terms of formations. Gives you a different option as well. There's a good chance that Gamboy, you'd imagine, uh, could move on finally after he's not played a lot of football. Yeah. Uh, give Wostig some competition. That do you think that's an option? Maybe a slightly different change of scheme, change of formation for certain games. Yeah, yeah, um, and and that's exactly what we need. Um, and Roger speaks really highly of him. Um, he says he's got like lots of potential, so that's great. But then Masonda did come in with lots of potential and big rumours yeah, of Real Madrid yeah. and such like. So you never know how much is just uh-huh. you know kind of yeah. soft soaking and and in, in, but. Yeah, another option. You spoke at the start, Kirsty, about Europe, mm-hmm. and it is, it's, Europe's the key, uh-huh. and whoever they recruit at fullback, they've got to be pace, explosive pace. Uh-huh. Gamboa got destroyed against Bayern, and I, don't, I think that was his last appearance, wasn't yeah. it? And I didn't expect to see him again. Yeah. And I just think, that he, ben, ben Rogers realises when you step into that top European arena, when you're coming up against mm-hmm. explosive pace, once you get to the certain level, you need uh-huh. to be to match up against that, and I think yeah. he realised they were short. Yeah, that's right, and I want the signings that we make to show that Rogers is always prioritising Europe and that's why you get a little bit kind of nervous about the I'm okay with the defence situation because we're going to have to do so much defending in Europe uh-huh. that I want that to be a priority as an area we really needs to sort out so yep. central right back yeah strength in there just touch quickly on the Champions League qualifiers obviously one extra round this year um, it's going to be a epic do you think What's the, what's, the, what's the feeling, Kirsty? Do you think there's a chance this year might be the year they come up short, or do you feel the experience and uh, for the previous season's extra round, maybe playing Rosenberg uh, in the second stage? How are you feeling about that, yeah, heading into it? I mean, we've, we've proven, even in the early stages of Rogers Reign, that we can do it and he can get us there, and I think he'll take us there again. It's just increasingly difficult, but mm-hmm. you know we're familiar with Rosenberg. Um, it was frustrating last season, then I'll now draw at home. Um, I felt we could have even done a bit better there. Uh, and I think we will again. Like We're coming off the back of another really, really great season. Mm-hmm. You'd expect them to be full of confidence mm-hmm. when they meet somebody, a familiar foe. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers has learned as well. I think Astana, when he's punched in the air, when they get through late. Yep. I think that's all serves him well because he realises now he's never done Champions League and he now realises he's a man is more competent to steer Celtic through it now because he's he's been over the course a couple of times now and I think you're right I think it is an extra bit more difficult but certainly not beyond Celtic yeah excellent hi Craig how you doing how's your trip in Austria yeah it's good thanks um, everything's going well so far uh, it's been one game um, unfortunately the uh, the weather here in Austria is not what I believe it is back in Scotland so How do you feel the first pre-season game went?
our position were, were quite limited. Just, you know, it's, it's always a slow game to sort of, you know, a low, a low standard of game to try and just build up a bit of fitness. Um, I think the exercise, what it was designed to do, uh, it ticked all the boxes in the sense that uh, Brendan Rodgers was able to get, uh, I think, about a half into 20 of uh, the 10 outfield players that started when they all changed at half time. So that got 20 players time and both Scott Bain and Connor Hazard up now, so got a bad time and goal Scott Bain played an hour, Connor Hazard played the last half an hour. So there's no nasty challenges, there was nothing dodgy, it was in terms of a fitness exercise, it was perfect. Excellent. So quite a few of the youngsters on this trip. In the past we've seen, last couple of seasons, guys like Calvin Miller, Jack Aitchison to a point getting some game time, uh, Mikey Johnson as well. Is there any of these newer players do you think have got a real chance of making it? This season, getting a bit more regular game time, or is this just usual pre-season fair young players coming across and getting some minutes? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to sound as though you're discouraging young players, and, and, and Brendan Rodgers will, is obviously showing, excuse me, is obviously showing he will give chances to guys if he thinks that. Now, what they over you and Henderson featured towards the end of last season, and again, he, he got some minutes last night. Um, then Stephen Welsh started at right back, uh, Kevin McEnroy played in midfield uh, for the first half. Uh, Jack H. Sink one and a half times, as you said, Emerson, as I mentioned. So these boys are all getting good experience. Um, whether they can they can make any of the first team as regulars, I'm not so sure. Calvin Miller was involved as well in the first half. Uh, he, him and Emerson are probably the two, probably the two best chances. Excellent. So Marvin Compere endured a bit of a sticky start his, his first six months at Celtic. But the Germans obviously a bit revitalised this summer, uh, getting a pre season under his belt. How did he look last night? No worries, I'm just going to start again, Yelly. No worries, I'm just going to start again, Yelly. Jesus, man. Oh. <coughs> I'm going to get a drink. You'll be able just to start again. Aye, no worries, of course, it is, Ayats. It doesn't take a minute, mate. Do I get what you call it, So Marvin Klumper is a player obviously endured a bit of a sticky start his first six months at Celtic but the big general's obviously been able to have a real pre-season under his belt. How did he look last night, Swanee? It was actually good for, for his sake to see him back. Um, his demeanour after the game was, was fascinating because he just looked like a guy who was so happy and joyous at having a, having a chance at the play. He's been the only player the first forty five minutes. He looked okay, looked fat. Um, He's obviously gone away uh, during his summer break, done a bit of work on what he needs to do. Um, he's got a lot of questions to answer, we all know that. Um, he's admitted himself that it, it hasn't gone the way he wanted, and that's understandable because it was, a, it was 83 minutes he played in total uh, after signing. But well, it looked okay last night, but it, it was obviously difficult to gauge because he wasn't playing against any real quality, but he looked fit enough. Um, one of the things that struck me was he looked quite dangerous at set pieces. Um, he, he had a head up just over and he looked quite, he looked quite threatening with a couple of dead ball deliveries from Lee Griffiths. So, listen, I, I still think he's very much down the taking order in the sense that he would be fourth or fifth choice as he stands at the moment. But it's another option for, for the manager if he chooses to use it. And as we know at this time of the season, it, it's happened before in the Champions League qualifiers. The Celtic have been left a wee bit there at the back. He might be required. 
Excellent. So one thing that Celtic fans and old football fans at this time of year they're looking for little nuggets of transfer information. And one came sort of out of the blue the other night when he was the badger showed up at training. Uh, over in Austria, this is a player who the real pedigree at Hull, but it's endured a torrid couple of years with injuries. Uh, do you think he's got a chance? What, what's the feeling? Is he, is he going to train with the players? Is he going to get the opportunity to shine over there? As far as I'm aware, well, um, he hasn't trained uh, with, uh, with the Celtic team. Um, we've been told so far that Brendan obviously, Brendan Rodgers obviously knew about him uh, from his time at Brentford when he first broke through. Obviously kept hard on him. When he had um, I think it's been well documented now. Everyone knows what's happened. He, he had the injuries. He done a couple of years out. I think it was a case of, you know, Brendan Rodgers just kind of tried to sit down with him. And whether he, he's spoken to him or what, you know, the role he potentially sees him playing, if, if something can be done as regards the deal. Um, I think the boys, obviously, gonna, and his advisors are going to have a think about it. Celtic will obviously have a lot of testing to do. If they're going to push on with it, they'll have to make sure all the medical stuff's right. But I think the thing that shines through from it all is his potential or the talent that he was already showing during that season at Hull, the one season, the full season he had there. Everybody seems to suggest he was, he was headed for the top. He was a potential future England international. He looked the part. He had English Premier League clubs sniffing around him at that time. Um, so the talent's clearly there. It's all going to come down to the fitness, and um, whether Celtic think it's worthwhile pushing it. But it is obviously interesting when you think of Craig Gordon. Yeah. Um, here, in, here in this city four years ago, Craig Gordon came in to do the backup to Fraser Foster after his horrific knee problems. And at that time, I don't think anybody knew if he would withstand the rigors of one full game. And uh, now, what, four seasons down? And uh, Craig's got what, nine more medals or something like that. So. And he's proved that it can be done, so he's a template. Um, and certainly Brendan Rodgers spoke last night in a manner that would suggest that he'd be willing to give, you know, if he thinks the boy's got a chance of staying fit, he's willing to, he's willing to take a chance on a guy like that. So um, I think there's a reasonable chance something might happen there. Excellent. One thing I really wanted to ask you today, Craig, was... Obviously, the game's changed slightly in terms of Champions League. The extra round... Uh, Celtic need to take on to qualify and obviously the level of opposition is probably just up a level in the first round as well. Do you feel the level, is there, is there anything noticeable in the way Celtic are training today? Is there a feeling that the, the heat is on almost to get to get started start quick before uh, the dangers that lie away at the Champions League? Have you noticed any difference that way? Not really, I think there's a... Um, I mean, Dredd and Rogers and his, his coaching staff and his sports science team, they've got everything down here. Down to a T, um, they know exactly what needs to be done for which stages. It's obvious it's going to be more difficult. I mean, I think last season, the round before the playoff round was Rosenberg, and there's a good chance it's going to be Rosenberg this time, but around earlier, so that tells you automatically that the standards going up the earlier the rounds that you start in. Um, so, and, and the first game in Armenia is going to be really tough because I think the conditions, I think somebody mentioned to us the other day, we're talking about maybe. 37, 38 degrees over there just now. That's just a day in Glasgow, yeah. Craig. That's not going to be a problem for them. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, should be doing my pre-season at Lennox Um <laughs> But they went through that and um, I remember being in Baku, I think it was two years ago. Or three years ago when they played um, Carabag. Uh, Ronnie Dyler's team played Carabag mm -hmm. and that was something similar. That was 
40 degrees in Spikeland. So, and this is the cause of being through. They know, they know what's required, they know what's needed. It'll be the same as everything. If they don't qualify, it won't be down to finish. Okay, excellent. So, what's the plans? Uh, rest of the next couple of days, Craig. What's going on over in Austria? Uh, the players are just um, everybody. It's, it's, it's kind of I think it's kind of staggered for a few of them. Like for instance, maybe you know some of the international lads were back uh, a week later than uh, other boys when the training when the first got together. The training the lads were last week. Um, a couple of the, the lads who played for the France Under Twenty One team, the Bailey and Odson, they didn't play last uh, last night's game. We should expect to maybe see them in the, the match on Saturday against Bohemians Prague. If not that, you'll probably certainly see them in uh, Tuesday night's game against Sparta Prague. Um, it's just people coming back at different times. And as I say, the, the, the sports science team and, and the minds are have all worked out that maybe not everybody's exactly the same. Everybody will, will have things tailored uh, to suit each individual. So they may, they may not be always one big group, but. Uh, they'll all be working hard for their own specific sort of their own specific targets and their own specific things that they need to reach. Because it's the same in, in anything. Some guys can back better than others. It's yeah. just how that is. Everybody's different. Some people need to keep training constantly. Some people can get away missing a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, we'll have that under control for sure. Excellent. Well, I'll let you get on with the rest of the day, Craig. We're going back here. Glasgow to sun ourselves, go across, get a few ice creams and enjoy the rest of the day. Sure, we'll speak to you soon. I know, brother. I'll take care, Craig. See you soon. Well, that's all for today. Uh, we'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis for all things Celtic. If you want to get in touch with us uh, to continue the debate, you can. You can tweet us at record underscore sport or myself at Graham Young 27 Can I see what's your Twitter handle? At... Kirsty underscore Loki. Parts of you want to give out the sensitive information. Okay. So don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or ACAST to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening.